Hello and welcome to AdventureCast, the storytelling podcast where two old friends tell each other stories on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my that name is very good. Oh, terrific! Very good. My name is Stephen, and I'm Caleb. And welcome to the show. How are you doing, Caleb? I'm doing well. You know, I'm I'm in my late twenties. I think about the future a lot. It's more than I bargained for. But, you know, on the other hand, I am surrounded by loved ones, and I'm really fortunate to have them, so I, I think I'm a very lucky person. I would say so, too. I think you're incredibly fortunate. I think so. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Quite the day today. Lots of crazy things happened. Good things, bad things. That's true. In That's between. true. We don't want to date ourselves no. here. We don't want to date the podcast. But we just know that some... Some big things are headed your way, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow you're receiving this in the past. In the recent past. <laughs> just know that you're in. Yeah, get ready, <laughs> I guess. For some big days. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, Steven will be starting our first story today because uh, he's a big boy. And big boys. Yes, you said you're in your late 20s. Uh-huh. I'm in my late 50s. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And life has brought us together. We are unlikely friends. You were my theater teacher in middle school. <laughs> and we have stayed close. And there is a, a very erotic reason right. for that. One-sided. Erotic for one of us. <laughs> And Boy, I'm sure happy you stuck around. <laughs> I left my wife. <laughs> Erotic for one of us and like totally consensually neutral for the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you not never, creepy. No, you never had weird. an issue. Yeah. This, we're going to have to, in the description of this podcast, <laughs> that we're going to have to put a big trigger warning. Yeah. And also the truth, which is that <laughs> we are the same age. We are the same age. Uh, we are twin brothers, actually. Yes, and we're both actually altering our voices so that we sound very different from each other. Right. Because usually it would be just... You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I think it was one person talking to themselves. So I'm going to start us off today. That was a scary thought. All right. So our story today... That's right. uh, Okay, so here we go. Once upon a time, there was uh, an imprisoned child. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a good... Not a good thing. Imprisoning children, and this ooh, child was very upset to be imprisoned. Very Wonderful. sad. I can see what a storybook beginning. <laughs> really bummed out. Sad, sad child. Sad, weepy sad child sitting in a jail cell. And what they did not know, uh, they'd been in prison since they were very small. Oh. And this is all they knew was strife. And what they did not know is that their parent mm-hmm. was the king of a kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not not the kingdom that they're imprisoned in. Right. Yeah, a rivaling right. kingdom. Can you figure that one out? A rivaling Ooh. kingdom. Yes. Some other nation. So this some child other, is, other a pr- is a prince. Some prison yes. child is a, yeah. a prince or yeah. a princess. Yep. Uh, royal of royal... Mix Royal and mix. Uh, they did not know, but their parent is uh, is a king, and, and they were stolen away and imprisoned uh, many years ago. Okay. What happens next is <laughs> yes, 
Yes. I am struggling today. That's all right. Like, Folks. as we previously mentioned, a lot is going on. A lot's going on. In the world. So, the king of the neighboring nearby rivaling tribe, village, nation, has been searching for this child mm. for, let's say, seven years. Seven years. The okay. whole time yeah. that they've been imprisoned. And yeah. now, they're now ten. And they've searched everywhere, and they do all the searching themselves. Mm-hmm. So they are leading sort of the search party all the time. And they've searched high and low in all the valleys. They cannot find them in any, any place. Uh, on this particular day where we begin our story, mm-hmm. the king is searching for his prince, his son, uh, in a cave far away from either land. Okay, so he's on the wrong path. Yeah, the search has taken them wide, 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 and he is just out in a cave searching for his son. Okay. Uh, I will pass. Okay. The imprisoned prince had one particular memory, because they were kidnapped when they were three, so this is kind of their first memory. And it is of, it is of their father's face. And it's occasionally in a dream, he'll appear and it's a face that he would, he recognizes and it always brings him comfort. He's not quite able to say that it is his father. There's not like that connection. There's just this familiar face. So the prince uh, one day is brought before a group of uh, like a council, a high council of this rival kingdom because they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Should they announce that they have him now that he's a little older? Should they start treat you know, should they try and, should they try and raise them under their culture and maybe, you know, make him a highborn, you know, someone who's sympathetic to their cause. So he's brought before this group of, of leaders in this rival kingdom and they start debating it, what to do. And he is present for these, for all of these ideas. And during these large, loud debates, the prince is able to slip away and they get lost in kind of, they end up in like the, the sewers of the castle looking for a way to escape. And I will pass. Terrific. So he finds nothing but disgust and more strife down in the sewers. It's disgusting <laughs> and gross uh, and dark. And he's thinking, God, this is just my luck. Like, what is my life? He sees a light and he f- follows it. And it takes him to where the the countryside and he finds that it dumps him into a river. And so he, still very much lost, has found himself uh, outside of the kingdom and on the banks of a river. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, okay, well, I need to get out here. And I look like I've been imprisoned. I need something else. So he looks around and he finds some scraps of sort of material on the riverbanks, kind of like maybe somebody was camping and left some shit behind. And he dons what maybe was like a blanket or a scarf. And he ends up disguising himself Mm. um, as... Not him. He puts some dirt on his face to make him look even dirtier. Mm-hmm. He sort of yeah, ties this thing around his neck, changes out of his shorts into, you know, some other 
like long drapey thing that he finds just kind of now looks worse than he did, <laughs> but definitely doesn't look like he was a prisoner. Okay. He just looks kind of like a, a river person. <laughs> he begins to make his way. He just says, okay, I'm going to follow down this river. I'm just going to follow this river where it leads. I don't know anything of the world. Meanwhile, his daddy, mm-hmm. King Daddy, mm-hmm. is searching for him in a cave. <laughs> right. And far away. Far away. From? Far away from from, either. These, from right. either village or from either town. Mm-hmm. They're searching deep into these caves and all the men with him and women are like, this guy's kind of going nuts. It's been so long. We're exhausted from just searching all the time. Where, where are we? There's no way that his son's going to be in a cave. And then they hear a small voice. Hello, hello. They're shocked and the king immediately starts running through these caverns trying to find the voice. Hidden among some stalag. Mites, stalactites. I don't know which ones go up and which ones go down. I'm not sure either. Or which ones connect. But, but in, among all of them. Yeah, among like a garden of these stalagmatillums. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, is a young child. I think they connect. they just like... It's just a cave. Just like wall. a cave wall. 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 <laughs> stalagmites, stalactite, and wall. <laughs> So, there is a young boy. There is a young boy. And the king is thinking, this boy might be my son. This might be around the same age. Mm. And so he scoops him up into his arms and he runs out of the oh. cave and he runs and takes him home because either way, this boy shouldn't be in the cave. Right. Turns out, the young boy is the son of the neighboring kingdom. Oh, the rival king. He lost his son. Who knows when, but yes. Okay. The prince who was imprisoned begins journeying towards the rising sun. Oh, well, I thought he was following the river. He's splitting off from that. Okay. New journey, Great. new path. Love it. And he starts to hear some exploding uh, in the distance. So he cautiously uh, approaches what he discovers to be a battlefield. And there are, is a large battle taking place between these two rivaling uh, communities. Because uh, while all this is going on, they're also still at war. Um, this, they're warring nations. Uh, so he's seeing for the first time all this blood and carnage, and he's mortified. It doesn't feel right to him deep inside of his heart. It seems so wrong to, to see all this you know, decapitation. Uh, he flees from the battlefield, a new, a changed person. Now with this new sense of like peace and anti-violence is his new like path in life. Uh, he's fleeing at a great clip far as he can away from this battle. And he ends up crossing paths with the other young boy and his father, the king, and his like group, his entourage of like his best eight soldiers who like go with him everywhere, and they it, they have a meeting, they meet, and the boy instantly recognizes his father, instantly recognizes his father from his dreams and from his memory, and goes and explains like I know you, I am I am so aware of who you are. <laughs> and then the king realizes this 
And then the young imprisoned boy is like, I also know who that is. I've seen him. I was imprisoned and I saw him around. Sometimes he'd be around. That's, that's, that's Prince. He knows, he knows his name even. He goes, that's Prince Eugene. And I have all the answers here. And the king realizes like, this is my long lost. And here's a twist. I have a twist for you. My long lost daughter. He's not a prince at all. He was never taught. <laughs> He's a girl. <laughs> He's a girl. Okay. Uh, it doesn't quite make sense because he thought Eugene. Well, maybe not. No, I'll, I'll omit that. Omit that. Omit that. Omit that. X, 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 X. Well, then, but he, he thought Eugene could have been his son. Yeah. He would he have did. been looking for a little yeah, girl. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't work. You got to challenge yourself. Ah, I challenge myself. I pass. It's. They meet. He says, that's Prince Eugene. Yeah. He's this guy. Yeah, yeah everything thing. else stands. Right, right. Everything else stands. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so the king is thinking, okay, well, maybe this is, this is my child. This is my boy. <laughs> and he looks at Eugene and he's like, this is, you know, why didn't you say anything? And he's like, well, you got me out of that horrible cave. So I just was going to go with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Eugene's an idiot. And so the king takes both the boys and sort of cloaks them so that nobody can really see what they are. And he takes them through his city to uh, his wife, the mm. queen. Mm-hmm. And he says, honey, what are we going to do? I found our child. And she's you know, emotional, so excited. Right. It's been seven years. Oh, my gosh. And uh, she looks at Eugene and she's like, who is this? And uh, he goes, well, this is you know, the other prince, like, maybe there's something we can do here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, should we do something sketchy? Should mm. we do something, <laughs> you know, should we just be, should we just return him? Like, what can we do? And so he calls uh, a meeting with the neighboring king, and he says, he says, I have your your boy. He ran away because he was so afraid of uh, your kingdom and the war that you have been driving on and on. And uh, I have him, and I will return him to you if you promise to stop this war. Because I don't want this war. I have my son back. Um, and all can be right. I, I won't even come at you for taking my boy for seven years. Uh, as long as you promise that we will never fight again. And they met, and he sent Eugene to his father. And the king fulfilled his side of the bargain, and everyone was happy. Hey, all the right. End. The end. The end. That feels all right. What's it called? It is called an exchange of hearts. Oh, an exchange of hearts. An exchange okay. of hearts. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, fun. Let's grab a word from our sponsors. Um, Stephen and I are going to go into the room and cry a little bit, and then we'll come back. Great. All right, folks, I hope that you enjoyed uh, and that you will patronize uh, all of Jerkmate or whoever were... Windex? Windex. Just an ad for Windex. <laughs> Just a Windex <laughs> You know yeah. you need it. You do. Go out and buy it. That's, my, that's their slogan. Windex, if I, pay me. Right. I, I Windex, gotcha. pay me. You know you need it. This will be a fun one. I'm starting us off this round. Yes, you are. Uh, are you ready? No. You're not ready. 
I mean, we should begin, but I'm all not right. ready now. I'll vamp for uh, two more yeah. seconds. All right, and that's all. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, in at the world's most majestic tournament field, the air was full of electricity for the grand tournament of jousting that was taking place tomorrow morning. You could feel it in the air. People from all over the land were coming together to this majestic tournament field to compete. And one competitor who was coming was a demon from the underworld. Uh, they have always been so fascinated by uh, humans and human culture and especially uh, athletics. Uh, they loved all things sporty and, and they just love seeing these fleshy little humans running around kind of beating their chests and s hitting each other with sticks. Yeah. This demon just loved He that. did love it. Do you know? Do you know why? Uh huh. He loved it because he ate men. He was a oh, man-eating yeah. demon. Mm -hmm. He ate humans. Mm -hmm. So of course he loves watching dinner run around. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like a cat playing with a mouse. Uh huh. He's loving it. And he, of course, also was competitive and liked to win things and thought, okay, well I'll win some and I'll also like eat some. Like yeah. this is gonna be great. And uh, he always. This is something he did. And he... First day of the tournament, he was up against his first rival, who was, in fact, a pixie. And as we all know, pixies have super strength. Uh -huh. So even though she was small in size, she could carry a, a joust and ride a horse like nobody's business. Right. She was small in size. In fact, she was about the size of a firefly. This... Uh, demon's first competitor, kind of a bummer for the demon. He's like, God, I don't want to eat you. Uh, you're a little pixie. I like eating men. That's why I'm exciting for this tournament because I was about to be a bunch of humans running around. <laughs> My first opponent's not even human. What are the odds? Anyway, it's also worth mentioning that this demon is usually the size of a of a giant. In the underworld, it's like they're titanic you know totally huge massive uh but when the demon uh came up through the hell mouth into the human world they changed their size and shape and they are disguised basically as a human uh they wear like they if you saw them like naked their skin is still gray and their eyes are red but they wear like these robes like kind of like nomadic robes and mm. they pass as a human totally even though that you cut the air around them is chilled. Like you people get a, you know, you would sure. notice something off. Anyway, round one and demon wins. It's very dramatic. It's very neck and neck at first, but the demon just starts to pummel this fairy with great accuracy because his target is the size of a firefly. It's really it seems unfair. But he's able to just pinch that fairy out of the right out of the air, and he wins round one, and that starts to shoot him up 
towards the ultimate prize of the tournament, which he doesn't care about too much, but the ultimate prize is a key to, you know, to the city. It's very much like in our world is kind of a yeah. symbolic gesture of like yeah. you, it's basically you become a, a, a folk hero, yeah. a, a local hero, a, not even just a, a local, local, a global, yeah. a global superstar. Oh. oh. It's like winning American oh, yeah. Idol oh, in we, 2000. Yeah, we, we shot up real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like winning American Idol in 2004 <laughs> times a thousand. Ah. It's like Big you're deal. the biggest deal ever. Right, but that's kind of it. Bragging rights. Right. Um, so he, our demon, starts competing and competing and competing, and eventually they get to the final match. It is the finals of this tournament. And I'll pass. So, Demon at this point, a little frustrated. Because uh, he had to fight like a pixie and a couple other just sort of like, if like non-humans. Mm-hmm. And he was thinking, this didn't happen last year. They must have started letting magical people in. You know, not cool with me, even though I'm a demon. Uh-huh. I'm just here for the meat. <laughs> uh-huh. As we all are when we go to a joust. Final battle of the tournament. And as he is battling his opponent... Is this opponent human? This opponent is human. Okay. That's cool. I wanted yeah. it to be human. Yeah. And he he's winning. Mm-hmm. And at one point he knocks the helmet off of his competitor and he realizes that it, although it looked like a human, oh, it was in fact his long lost brother who was half demon, half human. Huh? And he's thinking to himself, oh, shit, right? I can't eat this one. So, like, what am I even doing? That was his emotional... That was his response to yeah, discovering... He's his... a demon. He's a man-eating demon. Right. He's like, oh, long less bro, like, cool, but... God damn it. Now I don't even care about winning at all. Right. Yeah. And... Oh, you're just going to hate me. You're just going to hate me for the things that I do. That's the uh, truth. We'll see. So he ends up getting so angry mm-hmm. that he won't be able to eat this one because, of course, it's his brother. Mm-hmm. That he uh, pummels him to the ground. Oh, they start fighting. No, sorry. I just meant that like metaphorically. He just beats him really bad. Oh, yeah. Just like he just does really well. Okay. And he wins. He wins. Demon has won. And he looks back, and the crowd's cheering, and they pick him up, and they're carrying him off. And he looks back, and long lost brother, dead. So he gets the key to the city. It's fine. He eats a couple people that night. In the morning, he goes, and he visits him in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And he's very upset because he knows he killed his brother. And he's upset because he's like, I didn't want to do that. I was hoping that we could have something more after this whole thing. I just get so caught up when I'm up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he decides that the only way to avenge his brother's death, which is, you know, his fault, is to jump off the nearest skyscraper. Yeah. So he goes to the tallest building that Uh he can, and he goes up to the top, and he gets prepared to jump. Yeah. That's right. And when he is at the top... Just about to dive off the top of this building, 
this there is a thunder and lightning strike and there is a booming voice daddy's home <laughs> where is my son horrific demon face appears in the sky people are screaming oh, the sky shit. it's raining fire oh. where is my son and the demon who's still wearing their kind of human disguise and yeah. clothes yeah. is at the top of the skyscraper facing their father and bravely the demon says I'm here father I'm here where is my other you killed your brother I felt it the moment you did it because of your petty human squabbles. Why must you compete in these jousting matches? I, I am going to tear you limb from limb. I'm going to torture you for the next 10,000 years. That was my favorite child. His mother was a beautiful human woman who I loved named Miranda, and the son is scared. As I think we all are. <laughs> I know I am. Son was scared. Anybody, anybody at home? Daddy, Daddy Demon was angry. The son goes, I don't, I, I don't care about your feelings. I challenge you to a joust, father father laughs how oh god what you are an imbecile i accept your challenge what are the terms <laughs> loving it loving at, it at this moment it. at this moment the sun rips off his clothes and and the people who are witnessing this incredible exchange are like oh my god the champion is not is a demon we didn't know because he was wearing those clothes yeah. and now they're starting to realize like oh this is his dad <laughs> this is some high drama it's still raining fire like we're in danger but we're also enthralled and the son rips off his clothes and says meet me at the tournament field in half an hour and whatever form you want and this dad says no we're going to go to the, the field next to the kingdom because I want to joust you full size. And I don't want to joust you as a little petty, disgusting human body. I want to, as our gigantic titan bodies, I want to joust. So at this point, the king is up in the castle. He's hearing about all this. You know, he turns to his herald. He turns to his like number two guy. And he's like, listen... I need to go to the like bomb shelter, but I need you to go and witness this joust and then report back to me. Like, what the hell's going on? And the Herald's like terrified, but he's super loyal to the king. So he goes out and he goes to the field as many of the villagers do. And they watch father and son the size of skyscrapers battling it out in a joust and it's emotional it's loud uh it seems like one round son is definitely has the upper hand second round dad has the upper hand and it's a 
a full on all, no holds barred barred battle. And eventually these two beasts are so exhausted and emotional that they start weeping and holding each other and realizing that they have love for each other, father and son. And that the father didn't want to torture him for 10,000 years. And they're weeping. And as they're weeping, they're like kind of melting into the earth. And they're kind of like oozing back into the earth, down back into the underworld. Okay. Wow. <laughs> they're oozing back into the underworld. So the herald goes back to the king. And the herald said it was the strangest joust that he'd ever seen in that land. <laughs> the herald said it was the strangest joust that he'd ever seen in that land. The end. The end. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes times five. What an exciting tale that was. <laughs> wow, I'm glad that they got their, like, reconciled. Yeah. They... That was fun. That was. That was fun. What a twist. Yeah. That that one's called, not that you asked. Oh, oopsies. A a man-eating demon. A man-eating demon. Right. Oh, boy. Fantastic. Well, if you enjoyed these stories, we're going to, yeah, we'll have two for you every week. They will always be new and different and exciting. And... Hopefully you're getting some chuckles and some, I don't know, butterflies or some scaries. I don't know. But that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we're entertaining you. Yeah, I am too. I, I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I love doing it with my friend. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we're, uh, we're, we're going to be here, like, like Steven said, every week. And uh, I'm excited to see the places that will go. Yeah. I mean, maybe one week we'll just read like a Dr. Seuss book and we'll see if you guys can figure it out. <laughs> see if you can tell the difference. Yeah. I'll sneak one in there. I'll sneak one in. All right. Um, let's see how, uh, how that all went down. Oh, we love you. Yeah. Get wet. <laughs>